everyone and welcome in. We have the Rock Student Ministry team. I have Allison. Say hello, Allison. Hello, everybody. We have Caleb. What's going on, fam? Macaulay. Hey. Chris Juarez. That's me. And I'm Colin <laughs> Curtis at Prince William. Guys, we are so glad to be uh, a part of your day today. Um, obviously, we are experiencing different times, uh, historic times in the life of our church. And um, the goal today is, one, to keep in touch with you, uh, your families as a student ministry, and two, to equip you to yeah, strengthen your relationships with Christ over the next few weeks as we experience this online type of church. And so we're going to be launching a Beyond the Message podcast, which we'll be hopefully putting out every week while this quarantine coronavirus is going on. Um, and during this podcast, we'll, we're goal is to keep it pretty short. We'll keep it between 10 to 12 minutes. Um, we want to break down David's sermon from Sunday and apply it in the context of student ministry. And so obviously yesterday, uh, Pastor David talked about anxiety from Matthew 6, Proverbs 12. And so our goal over the next few minutes is to break down, okay, if I'm a student, if I'm a teenager in Prince William County, in Fairfax County, Loudoun County, Montgomery County, how should I view this global pandemic. And so that's the goal of the next yeah, 10 to 12 minutes. Um, a couple quick things before we dive in. Um, we want to encourage all Rock students to be on the lookout for messages from their small group leaders on Wednesdays. We want to keep meeting, uh, but we'll be doing so virtually. And so whether that's over Microsoft Teams or FaceTime or Skype or Zoom, you'll receive further instructions from your small group leaders. Uh, we also want to encourage you to, to be in prayer consistently. We'll, we'll talk about this at the end of our time today, but we have uh, church-wide prayer meetings at noon every day at mcleanbible.org and on the Facebook page. Um, we have a reading plan we'll dive into um, yeah, so lots coming at you. We are not stopping student ministry here at The Rock. Uh, if anything, we are diving into uh, even more community. So we want to encourage you guys with God's Word. Yeah, My so confliction is do we, like, because we're talking here, yeah. looking at each other, but yeah. then there's also <laughs> our people that are watching here. So it's like, hey, there's a couple of folks out there. If you want to watch, great. If you want to listen, great. Yeah. Um, we're just happy that you're hanging anyway, out. Anyway, so so sorry for this. No, that's okay. That's <laughs> it's, um, cool guy. it's to be expected. I did air quotes, by the way. Uh, air quotes. Thanks for narrating for the folks that are listening. So, uh, Chris, I'm going to come back to you, brother. Okay. So, so one thing that David touched about um, on Sunday uh, is that anxiety, or, mm. or people in this generation, people today, are three times more likely mm. to experience anxiety or suffer from anxiety uh, than previous generations. And so, obviously, where we are right now in the middle of, again, a global pandemic, students are out of school, uh, a lot of parents are working from home, sports is canceled, like... Why do, you, why do you think people are more anxious right now than, uh, than in previous generations? What's going on? Like, now you get news alerts yeah. on your phone, like, with major mm -hmm. news. And so it's just this instant access. It's a lot to process, mm -hmm. all the information. It's a lot to process, especially for students and teenagers. And I think all of that information can really um, mess with our perspective on what overall life is about and can shift our focus mm -hmm. away from what's really important very easily. Mm. And I think it's a lot more easier to do that now yeah. than it was years before. Well, I mean, I, I even think like if you backtrack to the definition David used specifically yeah. the other day of carrying concerns, and he had that great analogy of the backpack and mm -hmm. preached the whole message <laughs> with it. Yeah. Uh, like carrying well, concerns <laughs> in this world in such a way that we lose. So I think like that term lose, like to me, it has some, some personal ownership in it that mm -hmm. like you're not winning, you're losing perspective on life and or a lack of trust in God. So I think through 
like how am I focusing on the world around me and like in my life the joy of contentment versus like things that are happening around me like when you talk about social media mm. it creates such a heightened sense of fear anxiety because you're seeing all of your friends talk about it I mean most students don't even watch the news they just mm. find out news from social media as well as just the pressures of like the DMV area for example like there's just a lot of pressure to succeed to achieve to perform mm. But one of my favorite parts from the sermon was the different definitions that mm -hmm. David gave. That's good. Because we want to be careful in this conversation not to um, neglect that there's clinical anxiety yeah, sure. out there yeah, that people yeah, need absolutely. medicine for and therapy. Um, I think we want to have a right balance of we are physical, uh, spiritual, mental um, beings. And I think that even if you have clinical anxiety, a lot of what he talked about on Sunday was applicable to how we train our thoughts to be fo more focused on the Lord than yeah. on other things. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, let's start Proverbs 12, 25, a verse mm -hmm. that Pastor David began his message with yesterday. It says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Um, Caleb, what is the good word? <laughs> What's the good word, man? What what can we take hey, from don't this? Don't set the preacher up. Yeah. Let <laughs> <laughs> me throw right down the middle. I'll no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously, the good word is our hope that we have in in Christ. Mm -hmm. Like when you, when you then bounce it over to Matthew six, just a passage I love using to to counsel people going through anxiety. So, I mean, so much hope packed mm. into there of yeah, it's a comforting passage. When, when you're feeling anxious, like if God is going to provide for the birds and mm -hmm. David shared, like birds are not bouncing around on tree branches wondering like, what's going to happen in my life? Like, what about that bird or that animal? Like they know that there is all that they need for life that is available to them. Like the lilies of the field, like they come and they go. So if, if God is going to provide for those things, how much more for those whom he loves, yeah. whom he chooses, whom he cares for? Like, there's so much promise in that. Mm. Amen. I mean, Christ didn't die for the birds. Yeah. He died for us. Like, yeah. we are, yeah, we have a, uh, we're set apart in a way that the rest of God's creation is, and we're made in his image, and that gives us the hope of the gospel. I mean, the hope that Jesus died for our sin and that he was resurrected to offer us life. Offered us seven points. Um, I think I'm going to recap them just real quick. Yeah. Um, I like it. Seven points. Uh, and then I'm going to put Macaulay actually on the spot and ask her <laughs> which of these points most resonated with you, Macaulay, and why. So um, point number one, your life is about more than anything this world offers you. Um, your life is about trusting the God who eternally values you. Avoid anxiety because it's unhelpful. Avoid anxiety because it's for unbelievers. God, your heavenly Father, knows all that you need. God, your heavenly Father, will supply all that you need. God guarantees you mercy for today, or mercy today for trouble today, and mercy tomorrow for trouble tomorrow. Mm. Um, what spoke most <laughs> to you, McCauley? I actually think that the first point really stood out to me the most, um, knowing that uh, my life is about more than anything that this world can offer me. Mm. We talk a lot about how we aren't made to be citizens of this world and we're not made to 
be here in this context. And so to think about it that way, to know that we were made for something better, to know that we were made for more than what this world has to offer and that God is going to supply that and is going to continue to keep us in that promise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the point that really stood out to me in the message yesterday. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's I love how you kept seeing, like, you know, we say just let the word do the work. And when you yeah, see yeah. things, like, when it just kept saying more than, like, more than yeah. that, like, more than that. And, like, he talked about the the basics, right? Like, food and clothing, like, how much more than those things will he provide? So, yeah, that was, that was good. I think, man, when he said, God, your heavenly Father will supply all that you need, and he quoted, he said, God doesn't run out of what you need in your time of need. Like, I thought that was just so good. Before the crisis even comes about, God's already working mm-hmm. on a on a solution. Like, he's been working yeah. on the problem before the problem ever comes up. And yeah. so I just think in God's sovereignty and timing, like, he, he's not like, wait a minute, the NBA shutting down, all these things are shutting down and people are beginning to lose track of things. Like, this is this is not something that surprises him. He is sovereign overall. And so I think the question rather than, like, God, why are you doing this? Like, it's, God, what are you trying to teach us through this? Like, you have all that I need. And he talked about Amazon, Costco, Walmart. They're running out of things. Yeah. But yeah. God has everything we need. And we if we're believers in Christ, have the ability to go to him in our time of need.